0: aboo port
1: <laughs> To you, the nine-to-fiver, just making your way home. To you, the all-night driver, out in your cab alone. To you, waiting for lunch break, as the minutes drag so slow. Take courage, turn the volume up, it's Labor Radio.
2: Good evening and welcome to Labor Radio of the Working Class, by the Working Class, for the Working Class. The topic for tonight's show is UAW 492, Beaverton Stellantis workers on strike. We're talking tonight with Frank Vanek and Grant Wagner, uh, production workers and shop steward at the Stellantis Auto Parts uh, plant here in Beaverton. I'm Jamie Partridge, your host. So I'm here out on the picket line of the auto workers at uh, Stellantis, the Portland parts depot, parts distribution distribution center out in on uh, uh, Southwest Allen Boulevard in Beaverton, Oregon. This is day number how many days have it's you week been out six. here? 26. No, week 6. Oh week 6. Out on the on the picket line and I'm talking with Frank. What's your last name? I forget. Vanek. Frank Frank Vannick. Okay. Vanick. Well, so Frank, tell me what you do. What kind of work do you do in this plant?
1: I work as a parts handler. So that's my job description or a warehouse associate as far as the company's concerned. But uh, my job is working the evening shift where we pick the orders to ship to the dealers where the morning shift uh, stocks the shelves from the inbound freight.
2: So this is parts for... um Stellantis, which is what, what brands are we talking about?
1: So we service Fiat, uh, Alfa Romeo,
2: um, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. So you're this is a really big company.
1: We service over 400 dealers in the western region of the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii, and we do a dedicated delivery service five days a week to the dealers, so they will have their parts on time for the customers to, and the repair people to have their parts available to repair the vehicles.
2: So, how many people work at this warehouse?
1: On, uh, I believe our, our count's pretty close to 50, 50 employees, and then there's th- two supervisors and one manager.
2: So, you do similar work to what folks in an Amazon warehouse do or Completely, in a yeah. UPS warehouse or even postal warehouse like my company where you're uh, you're stowing and picking to get the parts out to the the dealers on a daily basis so why are you on strike so we are looking for a fair labor
1: agreement that will reward the employees for all the sacrifices that they've um, done back in uh, 2007 when the companies the auto industry was looking at bankruptcy um, we gave up a lot cost of living they created all these tiers that takes decade a year years to decade to can can you explain what
2: a tier is to folks who might not know
1: yeah so a tier is when you are hired on how long it takes to get to a full pay so people who start out at temporary will make literally half of what someone who has um, been there and has reached the top tier and um, over the previous contracts they've actually limited the amount that new hires could ever make by creating tiers so somebody who's been there 30 years could be at the top wage where someone who got hired 10 years ago flattens out at ten dollars less an hour
2: so what what's your situation
1: uh i've been here 33 years so i'm at the top tier whereas the temporaries um you know they, they are now, by the previous contract, they can be hired on as temporary and never hired on permanent. So they never get benefits, health benefits. Um, they're not entitled to profit sharing at the end of the year. Um, it's, an, it's a whole subclass, but yet they do the same work. They work the same hours and they're literally frozen in as hired help.
2: And so you're... You're doing okay, but they're doing terrible, but you're out here for them as well as for yourself.
1: Yeah, and for fairness. You know, we're looking for a fair contract that rewards everybody justly and certainly um, gives back job protections for plant closures that we have the right to strike. Um, that they
2: <laughs> That's just amazing, the right to strike over plant closures even during a contract. Right. Wow. And...
1: Uh, In the previous contract um, they closed a major assembly plant in Belvedere and we were not allowed to strike Um, and um, you know over 5,000 people lost their jobs or had to transfer and um, with this contract or with this strike we're also fighting to keep our parts distribution centers open the company did request to be able to shutter close 18 different plants across the nation and we have basically 24 so they were really looking at getting rid of the parts distribution aspect of their business and putting it off to a third party oh
2: so like a non-union third party
1: or UPS or Amazon just let them deal with it and you know um, we're not a huge amount of workers compared to an assembly plant but probably the the 24 parts depots are equal to one of the major assembly plants as far as employees You're talking about Stellantis has 24. Yeah, we have 24 parts depots, and um, they were looking to close 18 of them.
2: Wow, so that means oh, I see. So there's already uh, some like third-party picking and stowing going on, right, with a a a company called Lanter. What's that? What's happening with that?
1: So, um, because we weren't weren't able to strike over it. They took away our work, which was um, what we called um, the dock work. So now instead of us loading our own trailers with our own parts, they hired a third party Lantern and all we do now is pick the parts into these generic containers and everything is shipped off to Lantern where they break it down to which ones are going to which dealers. And then they deliver the parts to the dealers. So they got rid of the whole trucking part of the parts distribution. Uh, we used to have our own drivers that, you know, were lifelong, here forever. Their kids came to work in the parts depots, um, and we lost, you know, probably about uh, the value of 10 workers because we lost that work. But we weren't able to to strike over it. And you know, we used to do all of our own janitorial work. That was a uh, a job that you could bid and we lost that too and they hired a third party to come in and do all the uh cleaning and pallet stacking and you know they're just trying to eliminate as many jobs as they can in the parts distribution and get non-union third party people to do the work
2: so i've been out on the picket line a number of days and i noticed that there's um one of the mopar or the Stellantis, um Trucks is brings the trailers across the street to um, and then hands them off to this to so
1: that's a lantern employee so he's a switcher driver and they he has uh, it's a lantern um, semi you know truck that goes around and and relocates the trailers across in our yard and uh, normally the cross-country drivers truck drivers will come in and he'll have the trailer situated to where they can hook up and pull out but now he's taking them across the street and either leaving him on the street or at our one of our dealerships parking lots and then waiting for the the other driver to show up to haul it down the highway so
2: what uh, which dealership is this northwest jeep northwest jeep so they're basically participating in a strike break a strike break so listeners, take in, take take note. Where where is the uh, the major um, dealership for the Northwest Jeep? Where is it?
1: Uh, it's right on Canyon
2: Boulevard, Canyon Road, okay. in Beaverton. All right. So folks, if you're thinking about buying a new Jeep or what what other kind of what is it? It's a, a Northwest Jeep Chrysler Dodge. Chrysler Dodge Ram. Um, you might want to hold off until after the strike. Give them, let them know that you're not going to buy. Um, yeah. So what? What? Uh, what's been happening out here on the picket line? I noticed that there don't seem to be uh, cars in the parking lot. Um, the other place, other places in the country, they're actually running scabs to do the work, but it doesn't seem to be happening here. Or what?
1: Uh, I just think. Uh they have key markets that they're more concerned about their dealers um, getting their parts and so there is a a strike breaking company huffmaster um that's uh, doing the crossing the picket line delivering the the scab workers and that's at our la depot which is actually in ontario but they call us the portland pdc but we're actually in beaverton so um but yeah they were doing um They've been hired to cross the picket line at five different of our Mopar depots. Um, And one's in Centerline, Boston is another one, L.A. Um, So yeah, they... I think they have key markets they're more concerned about because I know it's. they said it's very expensive to hire this strike-breaking company. So. Well,
2: this strike-breaking company, Huffmaster, was the same company that was hired by Nabisco Mondelez during their strike two years ago, which lasted 40 mm-hmm. days. And uh, I remember uh, there were come some pretty rough characters uh they They're were
1: ex-military.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they want to roughed up, roughed up one of my friends, actually, who ended up uh, suing them for assault um, and getting money out of them. But uh, hopefully they won't show up here. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, you've been out here for six weeks. And there's been what kind of uh, motion at the table in that time? Um, as far you know,
1: most of the information is done on Facebook Live. From our president of the union, Sean Fain, and um, yeah, we're all uh, hopeful that there's progress being made. And the, this latest uh, walkout of our largest assembly plant that builds our 1,500 Ram trucks um, will definitely send a message, especially with 8,700 people joining the line. That is a that's going to be a major impact to them.
2: And what are what are the, what are the holdouts? What's uh the Ford and, and GM have been moving, and get, you've been getting some concessions from then, and Stellantis has been holding out. What are the, the different issues that where that's happening?
1: From what I've read, I believe it's um, the retirement benefits. Um, the union would like to see some... Um, Additional benefits for past retirees because they haven't had any adjustment in their pension for 17 years and You know, we've all experienced inflation and and the same with retirees Um, I'm trying to think the rest of I Know we have Stellantis has offered the least as far as pay raise Um, They refuse to include any electric plants Um, being included in the master agreement, because these are joint ventures, but GM has already agreed to that. Um, but it seems across the board, Stellantis has come up short on every, every offer that the other two have also, um, have
2: agreed to do more. Like, um. The, the progression of, of temps to the top tier and pro- generally the pre- progression to the top wage and, and cost of living adjustments. And the conversion of temps to permanent. So General
1: Motors said within 90 days, anybody who's already working for us will be considered a permanent employee and receive benefits. And Stellantis said that they want to wait a year on top of that. So that's... Uh, that's another factor that Stellantis seems to
2: feel that um, they're unwilling to, to move on. And Stellantis has the, like deeper pockets than Ford and GM because they're they are they are the wealthiest of the three. They make the most money,
1: they're the largest company and um, record-breaking profits.
2: Um, what what are the brands? The Stellantis brands.
1: So in America, it's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. We have Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, and in Europe, we're also um, included in Peugeot and and all of Peugeot's brands.
2: So the vehicles. the French and the Italians are. We're a worldwide company. A worldwide company, indeed. Well, what what. Uh, How how are people doing on the line? How are people holding out here uh, holding up here in uh, Beaverton? I think everybody's
1: really hopeful that um, We will get some progress in the coming days if not weeks Um, We're fearful this may last into the holidays, but um, You know, I think we're all standing up for what we feel is right and standing up to Make sure that everybody is treated fairly, not just, um, you know, the people, the younger employees will come out more ahead than the senior employees because they'll have a faster progression rate up to full scale. And any new hires will come in with a much better contract than what we had previous.
2: And so the management here, uh, have they been trying to get people to get back to work? Have they been harassing people at all on the picket line or? No, no. have heard no
1: comment from management as far I know. The head of our union, Rob Perdue, um, uh, is in contact with Troy, uh, the depot manager, and in um, you know certainly seems like everybody's trying to stay on the right side of each other. Um, we all know that we'll be going back to work together, and we want it to be a positive experience for everybody. Um, you know, we certainly feel like we are striking for a purpose and, and like us, you know, we only have one vote each and it's a collective and I'm sure that management here has got their vote, but again, they're run by a collective. So he's following orders and, and we're following
2: what we feel is right. So what, uh, what kind of help can, uh can folks in the community give to how uh yeah what, what would you like folks our listeners to do uh, to support your strike
1: um i think just to reach out and um show their support as far as um, when they do see a picket line don't cross it um maybe wave and honk and uh, thumbs up and as far as um just stay informed and be aware of what the strike is about and um and certainly if there's, um, uh, you know, something like you would like to join the picket line, spend an afternoon, come visit with the people out on the strike line, and um, and feel free to communicate if there's something that extra that you'd like to do for them.
2: And, and I noticed you probably need a little water here and uh, a little more coffee and whatever, some treats, right? You, yeah. want, you won't turn that down?
1: We always enjoy any. Uh, we have a neighborhood grandma who brings her baked goods on a fairly regular basis, and we enjoy the the always seeing Jamie with his coffee and from <laughs> Starbucks. I'm sure he is Starbucks's very favorite customer with all the coffee that he brings <laughs> us.
2: Well, uh, that uh, wraps it up, but I want to make sure folks can get uh, go to the UAW Facebook page. Is that right to get mm-hmm. updates and find out? And we've been talking to Frank. Vanek. Vanek. yeah Vanek, uh a a worker at the uh the portland auto parts depot of stellantis out here in beaverton and if you want to come out to the picket line it's one zero zero three zero southwest allen boulevard and uh bring food drinks signs songs warm clothes chants, warm warm clothes clothes. uh, hand warmers uh, and um, bring your friends your co-workers your your family your neighbors if you've just tuned in this is labor radio kboo portland we're talking with uh, production workers at the stellantis auto parts distributor in beaverton oregon grant wagner and frank venick if you like the show and uh, would like to hear more Please support KBOO Community Radio, non corporate listener-supported. Go to the KBOO.fm website and donate now. So I'm out, out on the picket line with the with uh, the shop steward. Is that right? The, yeah, maybe, f- yeah. From the plant, uh, whose name is Grant. What's your last name, Grant? Uh, uh, Wagner. Wagner. Grant Wagner. So uh, tell me what kind of work you do when you're when you're not out here on the picket line. What do you do in the in the warehouse?
0: um you know we handle a lot of auto parts in there if it's not what what do you do oh i'm the chairman here so a lot of times i start my day off with a uh a morning safety audit walk you know i walk the the premise you know the facility make sure there's no uh uh, parts all over the ground oil leaks uh, water puddles basically coming from the, the roof you know Uh, I make sure all the equipment's in in well working order. I make sure that the, um, basically, just an overall safety audit to start my day. Next thing I do is I hop on my computer. I'm in the union office closing up grievances, um, you know, reviewing resolutions or any dispositions that we may have that we need to file accordingly. Basically, just a lot of uh, union work um, handling certain things, uh, trying to um, look into maybe strategies for certain cases that were you know, currently conversing about with management. And then after that, I go out to the floor again uh, talk to the membership, see if there's anything that's, you know, transpired throughout that, you know, four hours of the day. If anyone needs any help, if they've seen any issues. Um, and that's, that's basically my day out there. And that usually takes up the whole 8 to t- 10, 12 hours, you know, because usually something, you know, comes up. You know, management's usually doing our work in some regard. And so if it's on a letter 33, work by supervisor grievance, and it's, it's a contentious moment. And we're, we're gathering statements and we're, we're organizing and we're mobilizing, you know.
2: Sounds like you got a pretty uh, together unit in there
0: yeah it, it can be you know from time to time it can be uh, you know an interesting scenario you know it's out of or- order it makes it a lot harder but when we pull together and stay in, sol- stay in solidarity uh, the, the days definitely roll along a little smoother you know we have all got to have that that knowledge and that know that this is a leap of faith no matter what we're doing you know whenever you're doing any union you know activities it's always a leap of faith you know because you never really know when they're going to pull the rug out from underneath it, you, you know
2: so people are willing to uh, make statements and not fear they're not too fearful about retaliation
0: absolutely yeah no uh, retaliation is uh, I, I tell even the, the young and new members say hey look I understand that you don't want to ruffle feathers. I know you don't want to act like um, or like get into trouble early on in your career. But if management's doing something wrong, or if you, they came at you the wrong way, they didn't honor your wine garden rights. Whatever the scenario may be, um, get your, you know, your uh, grievance handler, your committee man, your steward, whatever terminology you want to use. And when you put that uh, pen to pad, that's giving you a shield. That's protecting you. You know what I'm saying? So I mean when when you do that you're basically affecting their productivity you're making it so the plant managers looking at their entry level supervisors like hey why can't you just keep your hands off their parts stop doing their work stop messing with them let them do their job regardless of what's going on they you know like we have processes and protocols that you need to follow you can't just jump the gun and start trying to discipline people and, and tell them hey look you're you're the screw up you're the problem you you know we need to squeeze more blood out of that rock so i tell people like your best bet is to get in here we'll, we'll have we'll go through the you know the protocol you have the first step do everything correctly you know get you in here take a statement um and let them know when you're done with the statement and you're back to your job but that's really a shield and it's a way to protect yourself
2: you know the like union's here to protect everyone so are you, are you doing a lot of the organizing uh to get people uh out here on the line regular shifts and all that is that your job
0: yeah yeah that's that's part of the job as the the shop steward here um it's uh it's interesting you know everyone's got stuff they're dealing with you know even going through this whole thing is a little depressing right for everyone so everyone internalizes things differently everyone handles things differently you know this affects what they were handling prior to the strike a little differently right so we're 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 lenient we're not management we're not sitting there holding you know a knife to anyone's throat people are coming out here you know willingly obviously they're they're getting their strike assistance due to their you know participation and their particip- participation is monumental because we're kind of in a uh, history-making moment you know so yeah people have been more than willing to come out here you know um, extra time anytime they have so it's, it's been a beautiful thing man
2: yeah so I've noticed being out here that that some folks stay beyond their shift and and hang out and you you got like six different shifts, right, on a 20, 24, 24/7, 24, and uh, so with only 50 people in the plant, that means it's only a few foot people on the line at any time. But uh, f- folks are holding up. Yep, yep, people are
0: holding up pretty well, um, surprisingly. You know, um, first we had a uh, um, the union put together our own um, shift, just uh, the president, Rob Perdue, and myself. And uh, we went from a 24-7, se- not 24-7, 24-5. We weren't going to do the weekends. We didn't incorporate the weekends. But then we were, we were starting to go over, you know, priorities and factors and, you know, what do we really want to accomplish, you know, objective goals. And then we, prior to September 14th, when our uh, contract expired, we went to a uh, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I believe it was five days a week still, but then... You know, right when we come out here, we get, you know, directed from international. Hey, look, you know, adjust on the fly. It's kind of going to be a, uh, a reoccurring theme, adjust on the fly. You know, management is trying to, uh, you know, mobilize and, and they're adjusting on the fly daily. They're in their conference calls, you know, a dozen times a day easily. So they're trying to, you know, take our product and move it into other buildings so that they can, you know, keep the status quo and operate with scabs and other, other you know, areas that we're not made aware of. So. We had to adjust on the fly and go to a 24/7 coverage, and I'm proud of my people for you know the, the amount of resiliency and the amount of uh, um, fortitude and the effort that they've put forth so far. It's not an easy thing, and you never know what people are dealing with. So something may look easy from the outside, but on the inside, people are dealing with all types of stuff, you know. So I've been I'm proud of the people, proud of the membership, proud of the community, proud of the union folks, you know. So they've been able to move move product in and out of this warehouse. I've been. Normally, on the outbound, we have about 10 trailers that would leave on your normal uh, operational day. Um, I've been told that it looks like it's down to just two, and that obviously you can't ever look inside the trailer and see how it's cubed out or jam packed to the gills, you know, but that's still making a, a, a mark, you know, and we're not here to, you know, disrupt anything more than people from doing our jobs, you know. We want, we, we know that the companies already pack these dealerships you know with parts for you know the last 14 months the shelves in here are overflowing with parts there's not a part shortage so we know that you know if even if we hold up a trailer or we do anything to to disrupt the operation from a legal standpoint um, it's really not going to affect the the bottom line or the customer or or create a uh, a shortage of parts because they had no um, original good faith effort in their mind they, they've been packing these dealerships with parts for so long they never really had an idea or a plan to come to the table and bargain in good faith so they are they're okay with the, the status quo of today and uh you know obviously we want a contract but we're willing to fight for what's right and when you have you know just cause behind it you know you just gotta keep your head up high and uh it helps a lot when you
2: got good community uh support like yourself you know so what, what have you seen uh, in terms of community support so far in the six weeks you've been out here? Oh, man, we had the, we've
0: had, you know, Jamie Partridge obviously come out, you know, Solidarity. You know, we've had Strike Grandma. We've had uh, um, AFL-CIO. We've had the SEIU folks, the UFCW folks, uh, Teamsters. Uh, you know, the DSA folks have been really great. Um, every single labor group's been great, from Seattle to, uh, you know, the Portland Um it's, it's been an interesting time, man. You just see people come, drop things off. You know, the first 10 minutes we were out here on strike, we had this uh, coffee shop right down the street come up to us and say, hey, man, um, free coffee for all you guys. Appreciate what you do. And that, that was in the first 10 minutes of being out on strike. Uh, we've had multiple pe- people stop. The state treasurer stop, The um, Farah uh, Chai-Chi stop right. by. Yeah. I mean, we've had so many different, you know, Congresswomen, Congresspeople. Um government, legislator people come out here and support us, so it's, it's been great, man. Like I said, DSA people have been out, outstanding, you know, and uh, forgive me if I, I forgot anyone's unions, in, you know, specifically, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, the smart union, the, uh, the IBU guys uh, and gals, you know, like, it's, it's been great to see the support, man. It kind of makes you feel a little guilty, because you know, how many times have you driven by a parking lot full of teachers holding, holding signs and you could've, could have, could have, would have, should have, you know, I've, I've only, you know, before this strike, I've only stopped one time in solidarity and grabbed a sign with those teachers and held up, you know, you know, um, better wages, better benefits, better working conditions type of thing, you know, but you, you, you feel great when you come out here and all of a sudden you see these people like, hey, man. You know, fight the man, fight the power. Too, it's been too long. You know, like you guys have been getting shit on, the middle class been getting shit on, and uh, we stand with you in solidarity. So it's just like I always tell people, you know, like the best thing you can do is provide yourself, spread the word, come stand in solidarity. Um, and uh, if, if you if you want to donate to our Give Butter Region Six um, Hardship Fund, that'd be great. If you want to bring well, what water, is what is the link to the Give Butter? The uh, Give butter. uh, It's kind of like a GoFundMe. It is um, one second. It is uh, GiveButter.com-UAW Region Six. Um, and it's just basically, you know, members that are on strike have the ability to uh, apply. It goes through, um, uh, you know, you gotta hit all the criteria and stuff. I'm not exactly sure what the stipulations are involved in there, if you have to be able to prove hardships and certain, you know, regards of your life or whatever, but they are providing some hardship funds. For our members and their families it was a great it's a great thing but yeah man the community supports number one because when you're out here it's a, who can outlast the other party you know what I'm saying and it's a it's really a game of resources oh, yeah? and community supports our number one resource so we we love you guys we
2: appreciate you guys and we got your back when it comes time to you know pay it forward all right so I'm talking with Grant Wagner who's the uh, shop steward here at the Stellantis um, Auto Auto Parts Distribution Center uh, in uh, Beaverton come on out to the picket line 247-10030 Southwest Allen Boulevard. That wraps it up for this session of Labor Radio this Monday and every Monday. We've been talking with Frank Vanek and Grant Wagner workers at the Stellantis Auto Parts Distributor in Beaverton on strike. Stay tuned for Prison Pipeline.
1: K-Boo prison pipeline presents a unique perspective of the criminal justice system, addressing the root causes of crime and broadening understanding of the institution of incarceration. Baby, you
0: understand me now. If sometimes you see that I'm mad, don't you know no one alive can always be in a
2: Welcome to Prison Pipeline, produced at the studios of KBOO Portland.
1: I'm Karen James. My guests are both with the Oregon Justice Resource Center. Sarah Berry is staff attorney, and Julia.